Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how are you? I'm doing very well, Henry. The high of Comic-Con has uh, worn off, and the high of Shang-Chi is about to begin. That's right. Indeed. Today is... September 2nd, 2021. You can catch the Comic Sauce Podcast on social media at Comic Sauce Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And as you were alluding to, Christian, today we're going to talk about Silicon, formerly known as Silicon Valley Comic Con. Uh, but yeah, we were there. We were at an actual in-person comic convention in the year 2021. How about that? Uh, we're here. We're, we survived. Uh, this was just this past weekend at the San Jose Convention Center. Uh, so I think I mentioned this was formerly known as Silicon Valley Comic Con, SVCC, now known as Silicon uh, so counting the SVCC years, this was the fifth year. Uh, it started in 2016. It's been running annually since, except for last year because of COVID. Uh, so yeah, this past weekend, the 2021 Silicon was the fifth year. And uh, it was a very different year <laughs> for this convention. And I think the fact that it even happened at all was an accomplishment. You know, having a convention during a pandemic, not an easy thing to pull off, right? Um, but uh, they did pull it off. It did happen. And we were there. We were actually there. Okay. So, yeah, this is a little bit different than our typical episode where typically... We're talking about like a show or a movie, but this was a convention and our first convention in a long time. So yeah, we can kind of do this kind of free form. Um, yeah. Christian, what are your initial thoughts on Silicon 2021? All right. Uh, my initial thoughts. Well, um, I think at the end of the day, I had a lot of fun. I think the the cons can just be a con a pretext to just hang out with your friends to get together. We had um, a kind of big group of about let's see six people around that number. Um, yeah, and it was just kind of nice hanging out with your friends, uh, cosplaying, getting a really good picture, walking around the floor, seeing people. Um, after doing this, you know many years before and of course we couldn't get it last year be because of well, the ongoing pandemic um it was just it was nice to be back overall i think that is my 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 thought is at the end of the day it was just great seeing everybody and i had fun well said yep i agree you know on the level of a cool hangout with good friends total success you know it was great 
a lot of us got dressed up. Yeah, we should talk about our cosplay a bit. Um, in the early planning stages, we were thinking of doing a group cosplay. That never really came together. But a lot of us did show up in costume, which was a lot of fun. Uh, what were you dressed as, Christian? So uh, this year I kind of went with my tried and true costume. I was the Riddler from Batman. I had, um, honestly, it's a costume I got at Party City, but that costume and that has got me through many Comic Cons, many like Halloween parties. I love that costume. And awesome. I think this might have been the swan song of that. I'm I'm thinking of finally retiring that. But it was it was nice and comfortable. I wanted to do something else, but I I'm kind of busy with a few other things right now, so it I kind of forgot and just kind of wanted to go with something something comfortable. Very cool. Yeah, you've gotten a fair amount of mileage out of that costume. Gotten your money's worth, right? Oh yeah. And then some <laughs> nice. And it was cool seeing you in a villain a villain costume because I had a villain costume also. I was dressed as Baron Zemo from the Marvel Universe. Um, yeah, it was kind of a hybrid MCU slash comics Zemo because the mask was very much from the MCU. It was very much like the Baron Zemo mask from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, but I also had this very luxurious leopard print scarf with it, which was much more reminiscent of the comics Zemo. Uh, so we were a villainous duo for Silicon this year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a lot of fun dressing up, hanging out with friends. Um, yeah. You know, the, the very beginning of the convention, when we all showed up on Saturday morning, got into costume, snapped some photos, and entered the exhibit floor, um, that was a blast, you know, getting together and experiencing a con in person for the first time in what feels like ages. So... Yeah, that was that was super cool. Um, now, let's get to the con experience as a whole, because this year's Silicon, like I was saying before, was quite different from before. It was kind of abbreviated. First off, it was just two days. Historically, this has been a three day convention. Uh, so it was just Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so it was shorter. Um, what else can we say? In a lot of ways, it was an abbreviated convention, right? It was shorter. The uh, attendance was was down um, for a number of reasons. Like they actually limited the attendance, right? Because of COVID. Um, but people who wanted to go, I think that, that was like less anyway, also because of COVID, right? Uh, so it wasn't as crowded, which, uh, you know, in some respects was a plus. Um, what else? 
there really wasn't any food or drink in the convention center. Like we didn't see any concession stands at all. Right. Um, and it, I, I'll take it a step further. There wasn't even any functional water fountains. It was very stripped down. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not saying we went into like an apocalyptic situation where there's no lights or no running water at all. Not saying that um, the bathrooms were fully functional and um, everything was well lit. Everything looked great. The convention center still looks great. Um, but uh, I'm telling you, it was, it was a different experience. You could feel it. You could feel that this convention was kind of a shadow of its former self. Now, will it always be like this? I don't think so, but it kind of felt like the convention was like, I don't know, just sort of like a holdover, something to, to, to keep a place in line to keep the train going. <laughs> Right. But it wasn't it's like full self, like the next one, maybe we'll be back to the convention we know and love. But this was just sort of like uh, like our best crack at it. And everyone sort of just acknowledged that it's it's just a diminished experience. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think a shadow of its former self is uh, very apt. Um, it. I think since it didn't happen last year, of course, and after all this this time waiting, um, I would say this year, 2021's version of uh, Comic-Con felt less like a big triumphant return and just more of like making it work. I definitely felt like, well, this is just kind of what we have. We're just going to just just do it and just see how it goes. Um. Uh, which was definitely disappointing. We've definitely at Silicon Valley Comic Con before. They've they've brought in some like really big guests before Jeremy Renner, Stan Lee, to name a couple at the first one. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's many, many more. But uh, this year, um, they had definitely less guests and a couple canceled. I think the big guests. Um, Adam Savage, Lou Ferrigno, and um, William Shatner are kind of mainstays of the cons. They they go there every year. Um, and then, mm -hmm. of course, um, Lana Perilla from Once Upon a Time. I don't really watch Once Upon a Time. Um, so I didn't have much interest in that personally, although many people did, and that was cool. The big guest I was interested in ended up canceling, most likely because of COVID, uh, and that was Charles Martinet, who's the voice of Super Mario. Very mm -hmm. iconic voice. Yeah. I love Mario, grew up on Mario, and I was really excited to get my copy of Super Mario Brothers 3 on the NES signed by him. And so that was pretty deflating, honestly, um, to get the news that he was he was canceling about you know a week or so before the con was happening. And so yeah. I think that killed a lot of my hype personally. Yeah. And so, um, but I, you know, it, there, a, a lot of hard work went into this con. You can tell like a lot of people really wanted to make it happen. And like, 
And so definitely props to those who showed up, who made it happen, who worked behind the scenes. But yeah, there I could even though you understand and you like there's very there's a lot of things going on in in the world right now. Uh I still couldn't help but be a little disappointed by by the outcome, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Charles Martinet wasn't the only guest cancellation, notably Javicia Leslie, a.k.a. Batwoman, also canceled um, again, presumably because of the COVID situation. And yeah, totally agree. The whole thing had kind of a dark shadow over it. Um, Now, look, you and I have been to this convention since the beginning. 2016 onward and we've seen the highs you know 2016 2017 2018 this was a top-notch convention i mean it 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 rivaled the best conventions in the country um and in 2019 there was kind of a dip you know there was a, a bit of a dip a dip in in quality like the 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 guest caliber went down a bit and just the way the convention was run was not quite the quality we're accustomed to and that was 2019 now there wasn't one of these last year and um when we first heard that they were bringing this back uh we were all super excited we being myself you and Porfirio and um yeah I think there was this expectation of of things getting kind of back to normal and that feeling of oh we're we're back you know this is back and um the uh COVID situation namely the Delta variant really put a damper on things right Mm -hmm. i mean there's that um meme going around right like my fall plans versus the delta variant right we've we've all seen those i mean this is like a perfect example like oh yeah right like the the plans the expectations for this convention were were pretty high you know we we were all planning it out pretty early like i was saying we're thinking of doing a group group cosplay and and um you know, the optimism was running high. Um, and then the reality kicked in. And um, yeah, actually, that makes me think of like the few weeks leading up to the convention. You mentioned the cancellations. Um, that was one thing, right? It's like, oh, shoot, some guests are dropping out of this thing. And then um, I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, but I, I noticed that I started to get some kind of spammy type emails about like the convention sort of like uh advertising some random shit to me <laughs> did you notice that yeah I yeah that too actually <laughs> now that you mention it yeah and it made me think like oh shit that they're like kind of in trouble like maybe they're just not getting the ticket sales they need and they just need to generate revenue any way they can um it just felt kind of desperate and um a little troubling 
And then um, I got uh, my my wristband in the mail, you know. And in the past, SVCC has shipped these kind of fancy wristbands, right, with the RFID chip in there, and you just kind of swipe into this high-tech station and off you go, right? A um, little different this year, you know? Um, this year it was a, a paper wristband. And um, so I guess what I'm saying is like the convention itself wasn't like terrible, but just the, the you know, compare and contrast to years past, it was pretty telling, right? It just, it felt like a big drop off. And uh, not only, yeah, the, the weeks leading up to it, but the, the convention itself. Um, ultimately, you know, I think we had fun. And also, to your point, the people who did show up ourselves, you know, the attendees, to Adam Savage, to the entire Silicon staff, the show guests, the vendors, Huge A for effort. <laughs> Props to everyone for showing up and making the most out of a pretty fucked up situation, you know? Um, yeah, props props to all involved. Um, I, I have zero bad feelings about anyone who showed up and did their thing. Um, yeah, even though I think we're kind of painting this picture of kind of a... A, a negative experience you know i don't want to say like i had any sort of like negative customer service type ordeal you know there's none of that people were trying people were helping each other out and it was kind of beautiful seeing a lot of people in person um, just trying to make the most out of things right because i felt like everyone there wanted everyone else to have as good a time as possible right um so let that be known let that be said yeah that's a good way to put it like we still had fun and a, like a big a for effort but of course there's you know covid kind of just puts a big just damper over the whole thing yeah that logistically in terms of finances in terms of who they can get and and of course, and of course, I guess the other big thing that kind of puts a the other big current event that's kind of putting a big damper on the whole thing was just the amount of smoke everywhere. Oh yeah, I think may you know smoke plus with this massive heat. Um, so it couldn't help but kind of darken the situation. Um, I guess one thing I will say is that like everyone was very cool with masks as far as I saw, um, which was yeah kind of nice like. You do see a few people like pulling their masks down every so often and things like that, but it never seemed like a problem. Um, everyone, see, there was hand sanitizer everywhere. It's about as good as I think something like this could have been, without going completely fully online. Yeah. Um. But that's a great point. Now we've been talking a lot about COVID and, you know, everyone's been dealing with this for a long time. Um, but on top of the COVID situation, it was crazy hot and crazy smoky in San Jose this past weekend. 
So <laughs> not only was it unsafe indoors, but it was also unsafe outdoors. So there truly was no escape from this danger, right? Mm -hmm. um, I did a little screenshot on my weather app. And um, this is when we all went out for lunch. We kind of took a late lunch, like around 2.30 or so. And yeah, I took a screenshot of my weather app. And at uh, 2.30 in downtown San Jose, it was 97 degrees with an air quality index of 152 designated as unhealthy <laughs> so yeah, um high. yeah it was rough man so like um in the convention center like you're saying people were good about masking up we were certainly masked up and um you know that can be uncomfortable when you're wearing a mask for hours on end um so when it was time for lunch what could have been a kind of nice break was almost rougher because, you know, when we went outside, I certainly didn't unmask, you know, I was wearing an N95 mask, which uh, protects not only, not only COVID, but uh, air quality uh, stuff too. So I kept my mask on to protect myself from COVID and the bad air quality. And um, we decided to go to Jack in the Box for lunch. And we thought, oh, well, we can go inside of an air-conditioned restaurant that doesn't have this poor air quality. And they were not offering uh, in-restaurant dining. <laughs> so um, a bunch of us got uh, food to go there. Um, I myself went to another restaurant to get food to go. And we weren't quite clear about the food situation in the convention center. So we just ate outside. Right. And again, the air quality wasn't great and it was very hot. And um, it just all made for <laughs> a pretty rough situation. We were definitely sweating while we we're eating our lunch. And um, I, I was definitely like, you know, a little concerned about the air we were breathing in because of course to eat, I had to take down my mask and it was just a lot to deal with. It was a lot to deal with. <laughs> yeah. So say that again, it was a lot. Yeah. We didn't so much attend this con as we survived it. <laughs> right. We lived, through it. we lived it and we made it out alive somehow. Um, also, side note, there was a lot of dog poo on the sidewalks of downtown San Jose. Yet another challenge um, we had to deal with. And um, yeah, it was a lot. It was just a, a lot. <laughs> Both you and me stepped in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, they, they got us. <laughs> they got us. <laughs> um let's see what else man there are so many little things to call out um uh oh i i think a a common question that comes up for covid era events is how crowded was it was it totally empty was it super crowded um i kind of feel like it was both at different times right 
um, there were times when I felt it got pretty crowded on the exhibit floor. I was sort of surprised. I thought it would be kind of sparse throughout, um, but there were definitely times that I was having to sort of navigate through pretty sizable crowds on the exhibit floor. Yeah, around like two-ish, you know? Yeah. Like, like, out, like early afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It got yeah. pretty crowded, and like some of the booths, definitely around um there was this one booth like kind of unfortunately one of the there was only like one or two vendors with actual comics and yeah there was yeah. actually a line at one point to get in because there were because it was like just too crowded in this small little booth and of mm. course when you have like all these comics you want to like you're looking for them and you thumb through them because it was all it was all single issues right and like some lanes ended up like of some lanes of vendors ended up looking too crowded. So I definitely look at a lane and be like, Oh, I'll go down that a little later. That's a little too crowded. Mm -hmm. But of course, yeah. like early in the day, later in the day and pretty much all day Sunday, it, it was pretty sparse. Yeah. 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 I noticed that too. And similarly with the panels, there were panels, there were people, speaking in person um the panels were mostly pretty sparse but not all of them you know um i think notably the masquerade cosplay event was pretty heavily attended there were a lot of people who showed up for that and i guess we should call that out you know what was the focus of the convention um like you were saying there weren't many actual comic books on the exhibit floor um this is different from years past you know that there have been a lot of comic book vendors in this con's history this past weekend not many at all i think yeah. there were all of two vendors with comics mm -hmm. and it's not like they had a ton of comics either so yeah not a whole lot of comics and um i think it turned out to be a pretty heavily cosplay focused convention mm -hmm. yeah wouldn't you say yeah cosplay um there were a lot of vendors that were um just like props yeah. and things like that stuff your cosplay um and of course like a sizable chunk of fan art yeah Lots. oh sure but that's yeah. i guess that's that's kind of it seems to be that that's consistent mm -hmm. yeah is the fan art um, it's probably easy to get vendors because it's just one artist, right? Um, and who may or, who probably doesn't really have a storefront. So, yeah, and I think the panels were kind of geared towards towards cosplay and and kind of maker type material. Um, it's just cool, you know. Um, I think uh, you know a a convention doesn't have to be just one thing. Um, but we're saying that this con was kind of diminished in a lot of ways. Um, and I would say diminished in some ways more than others, right? I think the cosplay aspect um, was pretty strong. And that might speak to the future of this convention. This might be... Um, like a big cosplay convention moving forward, like cosplay slash maker 
convention, right? Mm. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, the more I think about it, we're all hoping that this will kind of come back to what the convention was in its early years. But I think more realistically, they're probably going to look at, you know, what worked most recently and kind of focus on that. And um, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see the huge, huge crowds and the big name guests anytime too soon. <laughs> You're yeah. probably right. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, something I guess I can go off of that. Um, yeah. This might be taken in a bit different direction, but there's a couple things I, I think I noticed um, generally by like what's on the floor and like what people are cosplaying. Um, and I think that's kind of like you can kind of use those to kind of get like a general like pulse of like kind of what's hot, what's not like, of course, mm -hmm. with cosplay, you always have um, every year you see a lot of Harley Quinn. You see a lot of Spider-Man. You see a lot of Deadpool with always like some of the more higher ups with like Batman, Iron Man, of course, and the 501st made an appearance. Yep. Um, and those are like kind of they're almost like little main like mainstays. But you can kind of tell like what cosplays get more and more popular each year. Yeah. Whereas like one year, of course, you see a lot of Deadpool's right around the time Deadpool came out. Um, and so like this, like like in terms of what's hot, like the thing I noticed far and away the most with cosplay and fan art was uh, the anime Demon Slayer. Mm. Like I saw a lot of Demon Slayer cosplay, like a whole lot, like of the you know the main the main character Tanjiro and his like kind of green checkered robe you I saw like pretty much everywhere that which kind of I guess speaks to kind of just the massive runaway success of the movie uh Japan's most successful movie um but also what's interesting in terms of what's not uh, that I've noticed mm -hmm. so uh in previous years like one of the biggest um, cosplay and fan art attractions was was the video game Overwatch. Um, oh yeah, the big shooter game with like all these different kinds of characters, kind of. Um, and then like it's an American game made by, of course, Blizzard, Blizzard Entertainment, major company, pulls from a lot of anime, so it kind of like there there's definitely a crossover with that crowd aesthetically. But this year. There was zero Overwatch fan art, zero <laughs> Overwatch cosplay, and that is, I that is because very recently, um, within past you know, couple months I think at this point I kind of forgot I stopped paying attention to the story, but they've kind of uh, under very very serious sexual harassment allegations, mm. like, very serious. Like the head of the company stepped down and they're going through like a major restructuring because of their extremely toxic work culture. And so uh, that mixed with uh, a lot of other very bad news that's happened to Blizzard in the past two weeks, I think has just killed a lot of momentum for Overwatch, killed a lot of and many other games, which includes some of the biggest games ever made, World of Warcraft, um, for one. And so I just thought, like, that was uh, just kind of interesting to see. Like, just two things I noticed just generally of kind of what I saw amongst the crowd, you know? Interesting. Yeah, some cool observations there, Christian. 
Um, yeah, man. I would say con goers are some of the most informed fans out there, right? You know, we keep an eye on what's going on in the culture, right? If there's some problematic behavior, we're certainly aware of it. Mm -hmm. And that is pretty interesting that, uh, you know, you saw that big void of yeah. Overwatch stuff. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. It used to be all over, like 2019. Overwatch fan art was everywhere. Be a lot of mm -hmm. people posing in front as like the different characters. Right. Nothing. Yeah. No one wants to touch that anymore. <laughs> no one wants to go anywhere near Blizzard. Yeah, and that is that is a fun thing to do. I do that also. I kind of keep an eye on what's popular in cosplay. Uh, one thing I noticed was Loki cosplay i saw a lot of loki stuff yeah that's another one yeah i noticed yeah. That a lot too yeah not just the character loki but i would say the show loki right i saw a bunch of loki's i saw some sylvie's i saw some of the tva you know the the the, the show was repping hard <laughs> at silicon <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, the MCU was, was, was pretty well represented in general, pretty cool seeing a bunch of Shang-Chi cosplayers, you know, that movie is literally releasing right now and, um, pretty cool to see, um, some fans getting into it there. Um, but yeah, I think the Loki aspect to it really jumped out at me though because i saw a lot of loki cosplay yeah. <laughs> a lot mm -hmm. uh, maybe we can talk talk a little bit about some of our favorite costumes that we saw any mm -hmm. favorites of yours let's see uh the big fan favorite at the um like cosplay contest that we went to was the godzilla one which is really cool yes um, another professional one that i saw that was really well done was someone did gundam wing the the mech suit fr from it oh yeah um one i couldn't get a picture of i saw in a distance um was the was someone did an animal crossing character something else that came out this year that was really big um right the lady her name's daisy may she sells she comes every sunday morning and sells you turnips and the turnips act as a stock market within the game <laughs> Where they have they have fluctuating prices, and you you like talk to people on other islands to try to see what the price is to sell for the highest. And so I noticed that, and they had like the hat, and they had the whole outfit, and I thought that was really cool, and that that was pretty unique. Nice. Um, oh, and I guess an, here's a funny little cosplay story. Um, since you were Baron Zemo. Um, we were walking around the floor and we all agreed to meet at one spot at one point. And then um, I see Baron Zemo walking over and I, I didn't know that you changed out of your Baron Zemo costume. So me and the other two people I were with at the time were like, oh, hey, Henry, Henry. Uh, like, <laughs> and he didn't have the scarf, but I just saw the purple mask and I just assumed it was you. <laughs> and... And then, and poor guy, he just kind of waved, uh, hey, <laughs> and just kind of kept walking. Weirdos. <laughs> things that happen at comic conventions. <laughs> These yeah. things do happen. <laughs> it's funny. 
I did see this guy later and um, the mask was very similar. It might have been like the exact same mask. <laughs> very, very well could have been. Um, but I was wondering, I've been wondering if he was thinking the exact same thing as me. And that was, well, you know, I'm going to be masked anyway. So if I'm going to do a cosplay, maybe I'll do a cosplay that has a mask in it. So, you know, the, the wearing a mask is, you know, no one's going to see it. It's like part of the costume, right? It's so it. It I, I'm guessing his thought process is along the same lines. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yes, there was not one, but rather two Zemos at Silicon. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but good call outs. Um, I definitely noticed the Gundam cosplay and the Godzilla cosplay, both really awesome. Um, there was also a really cool team of Mortal Kombat cosplayers. Oh, yeah. And that was pretty impressive. Like that they was, brought yeah. their A game. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, they had this boom box with them and they were blasting the Mortal Kombat theme song too. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty, pretty awesome, gotta say. Uh, so yeah, you know, on the cosplay front, on that front, the convention did not disappoint for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So what else? Yeah. Any other highlights, any specific highlights we want to call out? Oh yeah. Um, I guess, um, or, uh, I want to take a quick second to shout out a couple like really good vendors, um, cool. that I got. Um, first, first off is Thornhill gaming. So, um, they do a bunch of stuff like dice boxes, dice bags, dice towers for mostly Dungeons and Dragons. And so I got a, a really cool, like laser etched um, Witcher themed dice box from them that had like the Witcher symbol on the logo. And then all around the side, you, you had all the Witcher signs. Um, and I thought that was just really cool. I love Magic the Gathering and like, like it's definitely perfect for that definitely to keep like a bunch of my dice together Excellent. Um, let's see there were also some um really great uh fan arts um a couple that i noted were a couple that i got some some prints were edwin huang and um let's see levy craig and uh another one that i i do really like is um the the soda company that was there uh it was a wild wild bills old-fashioned soda what they have is um you buy the mug which i actually bought last year and i brought on sunday and you have so this is kind of instead of having water you have to buy soda <laughs> and so but it like it's amazing soda they have like really good root beer uh orange soda cherry um, this really good called sarsaparilla soda mm -hmm. and it's like some of the best I've ever had like really well made and um, I got a straw so I could like drink through my mask <laughs> so I could just kind of like shove them I could like just pull it a little bit get the straw in and take a quick sip nice and so those were some of my favorite vendors this year that's cool yeah 
mentioned it before, but huge shout out to all the vendors that showed up. Shout out to all the guests. You know, like this is not an easy thing to do, right? Um, so yeah, I really appreciate just 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 everyone, everyone who was there. Thank you for being there. Thank you for making the most of things. Um, yeah, a couple highlights I wanted to call out were the panels. The panels were cool. Um, notably, uh, there was one panel that uh, Gail Simone, the comics writer Gail Simone was on. It was a spotlight panel on her and very cool. Like they covered uh, her process, a lot of her experiences, a lot of her uh, unique takes on things and she's just a really interesting person a great comics writer and um yeah we were kind of mentioning how there really weren't a whole lot of prominent guests this was a great guest you know yeah yeah especially for comics people like you and i um we were kind of feel like we we kind of felt like comics were lacking Mm -hmm. on the exhibit floor and the guests, um, but um, to have a a very veteran, established, and cool comics writer like Gail Simone, that was like a big plus. So great panel. And another interesting panel we went to was the Comedio Comedy Showcase. A comedy showcase at a comic convention, right? Um, seemed kind of odd, but we went and... I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. There were a lot of great comedians and it made me think that they should continue doing these at comic conventions. Like the format seemingly doesn't really fit a comic convention. Like historically comedy is best done in a dark nightclub with like a two drink minimum and all this kind of stuff. Right. Um, To me, like, the success of this panel kind of told me that, oh, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. Like they can actually do this at a convention. You know, I mean, a lot of it, I think, is the caliber of comedian that they had, you know, like all the comedians they had were all pretty good, you know, so there was that. But um, I I do think that comedy, stand-up comedy at a comic convention can work. So it seemed like kind of a, a a weird experiment, but I think ultimately a successful one because I was like, why don't they do this more? This is cool, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I also think it's a great avenue to tell like really, really nerdy jokes. There was yeah. like a really great bit that um, one of the one comic had talking about pushing the buttons on Darth Vader's chest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Hilarious. Like, you told like all, all these Star Wars jokes that were amazing. Yeah, you have this built-in knowledge base with the audience, right? So, um, yeah, it, it's sort of a shorthand for these geeky comics, right? So, yeah, it, it definitely can and did work. Mm-hmm. So, what else? Any other uh, any other notable highlights? Over the weekend? Hmm, let's see. Um, as far as other panels that we went to, um, 
there was oh there was there was an interesting panel about uh on Sunday about AI taking like essentially taking over the world kind of like in a science fiction movie mm-hmm. um and, and what what that could look like that where um the speaker went through the history of AI and how it's changed and what it looks like today and and gave like a bit of a like bit of a take on like what it could look like in the future um it's not gonna look like terminator it, and it's probably gonna be um i don't even I, I don't think i could think of a sci-fi movie that's like it um or actually it might be more like the movie her if you've seen that movie oh yeah um then something like like i said terminator where you have like an Arnold schwarzenegger type guy mowing people down it's it might be more like um people interacting with ai in a much in a much a much deeper way so that was pretty interesting um the uh cosplay contest it was also it was cool to see everybody walk across the walk across the stage we got there a little late um but someone kind of went into the process of making their costume and I thought that was fun, and it was like one of the biggest events. So it was just in like a very big room, so that was pretty nice to just yeah. be a part of, to be a part of. Yeah. Um, and then I think also on sa- on Sunday, we ended up see actually sitting on the Lana Perilla panel. Um, they're pretty much their biggest guest. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, a friend in our group had seen the first couple seasons of Once Upon a Time, but myself and Perfirio. Uh, we did not, so the, we really didn't see anything that she was in. Uh, but it, she definitely had a following. A lot of people asked her a lot of questions, and it was just nice to be like in the moment, you know, kind of like outward looking in. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, those I think those were some of the other highlight uh, panels that we went to. Although we really didn't go to too many this year. There, mm-hmm. It was only like a few. We may have went to one, one or two more that I can't really remember. Yeah, I wanted to call out to some little things, you know. There were some uh, old traditions that came up. Like we ended up parking at the same parking garage that we always park at every year. So going back there had kind of a cool nostalgic feel to it, even though it sounds kind of strange, but like just, just the act of parking (laughs) was kind of fun. And um, you and I, we went through the weapons check, which was kind of silly because you had a question mark plastic cane. (laughs) And I had this tiny, bright orange pistol (laughs) i mean neither of which were like dangerous in any way um but we were flagged and we were uh directed to the weapons check area where we had to put like a plastic uh um, zip tie on our our lethal weapon (laughs) right maybe it's because they knew we were villains yeah there you go Mm, what's in that cane yeah Uh these guys look dangerous (laughs) but just doing that was 
kind of fun too, you know, just being a part of it. Like, okay, I'm at a real convention. I, I actually had to do a weapons check. Cool. So yeah, just little things like that. Um, I don't know, just, just roaming the exhibit floor, like mm -hmm. something I haven't done in ages. And just that act alone was, was a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Just being in the, in the like environment of the con. Yeah. Yeah. It's really the best yeah, part yeah. and really it can give off a real high sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like we've been saying, we don't want to harp on the negatives too much. And we've definitely already mentioned some of the not so cool stuff of this past weekend, but anything negative come up for you? Anything not so cool? Any low lights? Hmm. Not really that I haven't, uh mentioned already or um if there would be it'd be just something i i thought would a whatever you know yeah so uh nothing that we haven't said already i guess yeah i'm with but, you i'm with you yeah yeah i mean i think the last thing anyone wants to hear right now is more talk about covid and how shitty it is and how it's ruined a lot of stuff um but yeah i think it needs to be said that there was a bit of a dark cloud on this convention i think you know not calling out covid specifically but there was this feeling certainly with me i'm sure i wasn't alone there's this feeling what could have been Right. Because if uh, a lot more people were better about getting vaccinated, et cetera, et cetera, when this convention actually happened late August 2021, it very well could have been a, a back to normal kind of event. Right. As it was and with uh, the Delta and all this kind of stuff, it wasn't. So it, it was just this feeling of what could have been, you know, mm -hmm. it could have been really amazing as it was. It was kind of like just enough to get us by and, you know, bring back these nice feelings of, oh yeah, what an in-person con can be but it was just like scratching the surface really right and maybe more of a preview of bigger things to come rather than being the main event itself right that might be the best summation right this really wasn't the main event convention we we're all hoping for rather it was just a little taste of it and a little taste of what we might see in the future. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think we've covered most of what we've wanted to cover, but yeah, any uh, final thoughts? Um, hmm. I, I guess all I can say is um, it was nice that that happened this year and I hope, by around this time next year we will be back to this normal and we will have that big triumphant return to comic-con that we were all hoping for in the first place yeah 
with all the big guests, all the big comic vendors, um, all of our old favorites, and that we'll be here around this time next year talking about, man, oh, this was amazing. But for yeah. now, this was a nice holdover. Yeah. It was nice to get that feeling and that environment for a little bit. Nice little bright spot in a, a pretty dark couple of years. Yeah. And if you want to look at some of the brighter side of things, you know, one perspective you could take is the people who did show up again. Adam Savage, the attendees, the guests, the vendors, you know, showing up and trying to make the most of things. Uh, maybe this year wasn't the big event we're all hoping for, but the select few who did show up, including ourselves, maybe made it possible for this convention to live on, right? Maybe you can think of it as, well, we kind of had to grind through a, a somewhat rough con in order to have the con live on to greater glory in the future, mm -hmm. right? The best is yet to come. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right. With that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry and Christian. <laughs>